I'm Dana Townsend, a disabled Black woman living with MS. I'm a professor, content creator, and all-around dope person, unlearning and unpacking all the toxic junk I've picked up while living most of my life as a temp in a neighborhood society. I'm Carlos Kareem Wyndham, they, them. I am a Black and Native facilitator, comedian, and musician living with MS. Join us as we explore and examine the Venn diagram of culture, politics, and more. The full range of intersectional issues facing disabled folk in a racist and ableist world. We will raise our spirits while we raise your awareness, and we all raise the temp on these temps, uh, temporarily abled people, to help them get some act right. Join us this season on Myelin and Melanin, Raising the Temp. Before we even start talking, Carlos, what is your silver silver lining? Yeah, let's start there. Yeah, let's start I, I there. Say the same thing. I was going to ask you the uh-huh. same thing. I was talking about it in the shower. Um, my silver lining. Uh, let's see. Two. I have new uh, art. Somebody uh, who with whom I was associated uh, in the Bay Area. I, I have always sworn. Uh, to myself that for visual artists, because I had been with myself for a very long time, for those who continued in the mediums, that uh, when I had the opportunity and could afford to do so, that I would support their art. And so I got two pieces from uh, Fabiano Rodriguez. Uh, I got a piece called uh, Keep Me Moist, a piece about uh, watering your plants. And shut up. And a piece called Plant Daddy. I'm seeing the theme now. And uh, so those showed up. And then the other one was uh, I once again refreshed my underwear uh, drawer. That is a thing that always for me is a new sparkle, new sets of draws. Yes. Like, you know, I have reached an age where just doing that every two years, just to do it, if you can afford such a luxury, not all of them, that's insane, but you know, fresh it up a little bit. So new draws showed up as well. And uh, that was a, that was a, a bit of a, bit of a silver lining, a little bit uh, materialistic this, this week round, but uh, that's what it is. How about yourself? Well, first of all, new underwear is such a silver lining. Right. I um, I think I canceled the subscription, but I subscribed to this like subscription service. It was called Splendies, and they mm. sent you three pairs of panties a month. Oh, like okay. you yeah. know, and so I had belonged to it. I God, I think maybe nine months. <laughs> so like, how much is that? So like, I literally have like hundreds of pairs in <laughs> my drawer some with the tag still on but anyway that's a thing it can become an obsession <laughs> but my silver lining you like there's a common theme with my silver linings it always seems to go back to my teaching but it's another um sort of silver lining in that and so i know even on the video i don't know if people can see like our names and like our, you know, what we have. And so I have my name and then I have my pronouns, she, her, and disabled. Now, I want to tell you why I've changed. And I have that in my email signature as well. So 
you know, obviously I have my pronouns there. I think it's important. I mean, my pronouns are what they would, one would typically assume that they would be, but, right, you know, right, I feel right. that it opens up the door and makes people feel comfortable sharing their pronouns with me. Like I'm a, you know, this is a safe space, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I added disabled because people are scared of the word disabled. And so I was in a meeting, a couple, and I had changed my, you know, email signature, whatever, before this. And one of my colleagues, um, and they know that, you know, I'm disabled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and again, not that that has anything to do with anything, but I don't know how this came up in conversation in the meeting, but something related to making something accessible for students or something mm -hmm. anyway. And so this person like was tripping around the words and used the term differently abled. Here we go. Like three times. Here we go. And I wrote in the chat and of course, like, you know, it, people can the read The special it. ability crimpipples. Listen. The uh the ones who the less jumping, less seeing ones. What see what I'm saying? Differently able, and so in the chat. I mean, you're fine people. You're people. In the chat, I wrote disabled is not a bad word. Smile, because you know, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and you know, I, I could get into a whole thing about how. Temps don't like to use the word disabled because they, they are scared it. Listen, of becoming disabled. It. Yeah, they no. don't like. They don't if, like. If you, they know how. It, the, if you say it, it make your tongue disabled. Seriously, like they're so afraid. They know how they feel about disabled people. They don't like to use the word. Anyway, so you know, I wrote, you know, in the chat, disabled is not a bad word. Smile. And uh, and so the reason why all of this is a silver lining and I'm mentioning, you know, being and again, like putting it in my I put it on, you know, the uh, Zoom here, mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. because whatever it's just to start the conversation with you. But I have it in my um, like I said, in my email signature, signature because yeah. if people see me know that don't be scared to use the word disabled like yeah i'm disabled like i'm not differently abled i'm not handy capable you know all these like you know little shitty stupid corny words and so disabled is not a bad word and so my silver lining is that i really this is something that needs to be discussed now the person who i was referencing this is a colleague this is a very educated and you know an educated person who educates others and so if you know temps who are learned people can't even like they trip over the language mm -hmm. how do we expect that they're going to be teaching about disability to yeah. other people you know what i'm saying so my silver lining is that not only am I able to teach about ableism and all the things to students, you know, I feel like I'm in a position to be able to open this conversation to my colleagues and other people who, you know, and other temps. Yep, who, yep, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? This is something that people don't like to talk about, but they need to. Yeah. So anyway, 
Yeah, that was uh, lining. That yeah, no, 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 that is uh, 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 all kinds of, you know, and it parallels anti-blackness, right? In the same way that disability does, right? Because mm-hmm. you the the dominant dominant bullshit, the white theme is that if you just don't say a thing, then it doesn't exist. Yes, right. If you just don't mention it then there's not a problem. There's no tension around it. There's no nothing around it. If I don't acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. then it's fine. Uh, Not that our bodies need justification. Right. uh, But yeah, no, you find the same thing with them trying to, to say black. It's just the saddest African-American. Oh my God. Shut up. Yeah. Black. Shut up. African-American. So you're saying to me then only those Africans born in or the descendants of brought to the Americas, which extend all the way down to South America and Brazil, uh, are then the ones you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So all these Haitians, all these Somalians, all that everybody else, Somalis, Somalians, Somalis, everybody else. They not they not here. The right. Ethiopians, the Eritreans, they not they not they not part of this discussion. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Language matters. Well, language matters mostly because it's a reflection of what is going on in one's mind. Yes, right? it's a reflection of what's going on in one's one's mind and a reflection of one's power. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> anything on your mind so okay so for anyone who doesn't know when we're recording this just to be clear uh what the stutter step may or may not be now uh it's how many days since the incident now so what that happened sunday and today that was sunday thursday it's thursday okay yeah so thursday is the day that white folks are like legislatively inserting themselves and and uh being part of the discussion now <laughs> Híjole. yeah <laughs> it's so it has much. been exhausting since I, i've been happened. fried i've been fried they don't understand yes and i think that is what is so frustrating about this this is a really nuanced issue complex issue you know what i'm saying like i think it is it's there's so many layers to this that being said these layers aren't to be examined or peeled back by white folks no well they don't know what they're holding i mean here's the thing is that it's a geode we've got a geode Right. And it's gorgeous. And it's it's parts of it are 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 interesting. Parts are shiny. Parts are not. Parts will cut you. Uh, Parts are very dull and simple. Uh, And each piece of it, each layer of it has its own explanation and subtext with it, all of which the subtext of is missed when you are not directly impacted as a member of 
the community of folk who not only culturally, because you're black, if you're black, if you're black, if you're black in this country, not a choice I would make, not a choice I think most of us would make. We understand that we are not a monolith. We are are a polytheistic people. There are so many kinds of us. We know this. Two kinds were on display, right? Because we know this, because we know this. So I, I'm here to say, let me just say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Listen, I am so down to talk about this with you. Uh, I will say that uh, I am aware as we have, uh, you know, as with the situation. So white folks are listening and watching. Uh, I invite that. That's fine. They're not participating in this. This is not about their view, their eye, their gaze, or anything else. Anything going forward for me, and dare I say for us. May I say that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this, because I, I do have truth about this for myself. How has this, uh, how has this incident, and let's just say what it is, Will Smith smacking the dog shit out of Chris, Chris Rock. How ha- in front of millions of people? Yeah. How has this directly shown up in your life since then? Between between Sunday and it is now Thursday. For aside from like the internal stuff, because it's. It's brought up a lot of complicated things and feelings in myself. But as far as, so this is something that I was forced, not even forced, but I felt an obligation to address. So in one of my classes that week, the week before this happened, we were discussing toxic masculinity. And I thought that this was an absolutely brilliant way to examine the way that toxic masculinity operates. Now, with that said, I had to be very careful because I don't want And it's so complicated to write about, you know, like, because it's we have something a coffee. We have a coffee. Talk talk at me. Talk at me. It's talk something at me. that we can examine without judgment, mm. I feel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. this is something that I'm seeing, you know, so, someone making a shitty, inappropriate remark about a man's wife. Mm. That she got pissed about he saw that she got pissed about it and his first inclination was to get up and slap the shit out of the other guy Mm. okay now there's so many questions to ask why did he do that did he do that was his masculinity so is he so fragile that that was the way that he decided to deal with that event like mm. there's so many questions mm. and i think that it is a reasonable thing to discuss to examine mm. Mm. because we can't we can't take 
their maleness and their masculinity out of the equation. Oh, that no, is no. a yeah. thing. Yeah. That is the thing. And and I think too that that is one of the things that makes this such a layered issue because this is a separate issue. You know what I'm saying? This is something that could be examined on its own, irrespective of the other, you know, the other, the other issues, the other contextual issues. Because bring again, in, if we're going to talk layers, about bringing the layers, bringing the layers, what's the you context? know, if we want to talk about the history you know, Will and Jada's relationship and feelings that he may have had, you know, you know, that's the thing. Mm. So whatever situation they have going on, um, whatever history Chris and Will had going that that's its own separate issue. Mm. Race is an issue. The fact that we're among, among White people. This is like not white just not saying. just some white people. Not just a some white people. white people. This the this whitest is white people. The whitest of white people. You at the white awards, nigga. Right, and so we have to talk about that. I mean, there's so many layers, and so <laughs> you at the white. So awards, many nigga. layers. And That's so the name of the that, episode. You at the white awards, nigga. <laughs> yes. And God with damn. that said, though, so I'm then singling out because again this is a world public event and so as a as a professor who was we were talking about violent and toxic masculinity just a few days ago and this event happened i would Mm. be remiss by Mm. not acknowledging that this is something as you watch and listen to all of the shit you're going to be listening to Think mm. about what we watched and think about it through that lens for now. That's the thing. And so, and again, that's complicated because again, I have to, you know, encourage them to think about it in that lens absent. And of course, like, that's all I said. I'm not, you know, bringing, you know, race and all of those other things, yeah, yeah, yeah. blackness and the white gaze and all that. Like, I, I'm not bringing that into it because the reality too is that, and again, like I am sending out, you know, this was something that I wrote on our, like my announcements, this is an online class. So this isn't a discussion that we are having to where I'm able to tease out the nuances of things. Like Mm. this is just a statement. So anyway, so the question you asked me, how is this shown up, you know, in what ways, like this is a thing that I, and it's complicated because You know, if we, and this is just so many layers, if we think about the institution of higher education, like that is the white, that's an example of the white gaze. Like I am representative of that. So, I mean, there's so many layers, you know, that we have to, we don't have time to get into that because like, yeah, I'm, I'm that representative. And so anyway, so that was a thing, but also absent that like having to read and like bear witness to all of like the white noise and nonsense that is getting crazy that is getting crazy crazy. which makes me want to back up one thing i want to back up one thing now first of all i'm neurodivergent so i know i said crazy i said it three times and then you said it and so i want to acknowledge that so back up back you know call myself in and out on that i do want to back up on one thing while you are at a PWI, while you 
are a uh, uh, professor, which in and of itself is using the tools of whiteness and the white uh, uh, understanding of an uh, of an illustrative um, um, contextual ability mm-hmm. around uh, scholarship and the transference of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, including the gross sentence I just said. That said, to that, you bring the black gaze and the black context. And so, so because I love you, I want to challenge you not to let that go. Yeah. Because it's an additional responsibility. I don't want now. I don't invite you to it because it's horrible. And the idea of these little white children saying some crazy shit to you, it it, it scares the shit right. out of me. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but, and for the one, two black kids in the class, right. Plus that white hippie kid who gonna get it. Right. It matters to have have someone come with the with the with that full context as well. I, I, I know you parsed it out. Yeah. Um You're right. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't that's all I'm saying. Just don't let it go. No, you're you're absolutely right. And again, this was literally on Monday, a mm. message that I put mm. out on our, cause again, this is an online class. Like this isn't yeah, a yeah. class so where you jumped I have ahead of it. captive people. Exactly. Right. Okay. Now okay. could I, and may I, I don't know, because again, like timelines and like lessons and lectures and all these things, like we mm. have stuff to handle. It's mm. nearing the end of the semester. So I have like more content that I have to cover. Now, is this worthy of, an additional discussion that I could record and put out there? Yes, absolutely. So you're right. You you make a really good point because while I am representative, you know, while I am the white gaze to a certain extent or representing the white gaze, mm. this mm. is the black gaze as well. The yeah. black woman, chronic illness having... You are who you are. Gaze is what, right, exactly. So you can't, I mean, you know, we talk about intersectionality. Like, yeah. yes, yes, and yes, and it's improv. Yes. It's improv. It's yes, absolutely. And, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild. Lot. It showed up in one of my workshops as well. And, and, and it, you know, workshop that, and a, and a training that is meant for uh, a uh, public forward. Uh, facing uh, a forward-facing public agency and um, the person who had the outburst was a black man mm. and an aspirational black man right Sisset uh, very uh, hey happy trans visibility day it's not you're not going to hear this on that but that's what day it is <laughs> Uh, happy uh, Trans Visibility Day was not uh, his day. That was a happy cis visibility day for him. Uh, he popped up and, um, you know, we were going around uh, just introducing and I was saying, I'm raw, you know, I'm raw, I'm raw. And I could, I've, I've, I've worked through and I've identified where that's from. And I'll talk about that maybe. Uh, but it made me real raw. No, I'll talk about it. It made me real raw. Okay. And um, I said so. Right. 
And uh, all right, check in. Anybody else got anything? Well, I just don't know why we got to talk about this. And it's just not even relevant to my life. And I don't, they're millionaires and I don't care. And it doesn't matter to me. Okay. It's very aggravated and reactive um, response for a thing we don't care about. That is not how we react to things we don't care about. How we react is we're apathetic. You don't seem apathetic. You seem very upset. I too am very upset. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like we're all on edge. What I'm saying is like nobody seems to have any act right anymore. No. Like the decorum is not a thing happening. Not that it ought. Uh, but society is, uh, for me, one of the things is certainly an indicator of where we are societally. And I say that because doing shows, I have seen behaviors from people who you would not expect it from that indicate that, oh, we are not okay. I saw an old lady uh, almost belt somebody over a chair like not three months ago (laughs) not three months ago we're not we're not okay yeah we're everybody been locked up in a wet nobody know how to be nobody know how to be you know and 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 quite frankly that like mitzi shore school of comedy from a very small club in a very small part of los angeles that produced this Chris Rock, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, Mark Marin, uh, uh, Bobby Lee punch down school of comedy. No one's really interested in your bully jokes anymore. No one's, no one's here for it. No one wants to be picked on. Like we can laugh. Everyone can laugh together. If we're going to laugh at something that's a funny thing. Ah, oh, you're rich. You're stupid. You don't understand the price of milk. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Whatever the fuck. Right. But f- for Mr. Good hair. For Mr. Good hair. A whole documentary about black women's hair that you produced that you put out to get out there. There are two public facing women who have embraced their disability and just rocking their body Two, two, two in all of the United States, looking like the baddest, sexiest Dora Milaje you ever wish you fucked. It. Don't mess with them. And you mess with one. Now, the response, again, could be handled a myriad of ways much better than that. Discussions backstage, discussions at a party, uh, what have you, whatever, what have you. And and, 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 And then it's where it started hitting my, 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 my trauma cords, strumming on my trauma cords, right? Cause, um, I, I was, I realized that I was raised, uh, 
to have that instinct Mm. and to, I saw the trauma. I saw, I saw, I've, I've been that I've been there. I've been there. I saw the snap. I saw the look in his eyes. When he said twice, take her name out of your motherfucking mouth. The first time he said it, that, that was a warning. The second time he said it, please say it one more time. Please say something one more time. I'll be back up on that stage faster than you ever thought about it. And you could tell, and everybody could tell, and it made everyone super uncomfortable. Yeah. It, yeah, like, but you see, you can, yeah, like, you could see the psychic, like, yeah, yeah, quills on my boy. Like, I, who, who, who else wanted? Who else wanted? Like, it was gone, right? That, that, that's trauma. That's trauma. That comes from a place of trauma. And, and for me, I knew it was from being told very young that I had to protect my sister. Far too young. Far too young. Far too young. Far too, this is five years old, six years old. It is your job to protect your sister. She was a year younger than me. It's your job to protect your sister. Oh, okay. By the time I'm 10, I'm referring to my younger siblings as the kids with my parents. Like yeah. I'm, like I'm not a child. Yeah. And more than once, if a bully was messing with my sister on the playground, take your hands off the motherfucking Smurf doll. Yeah. And so I saw the look. Oh, God, it's going to make me cry again. And almost every time I've spoken about it, 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 it brings me to that same place. I don't, I, and, and, which is what lets me know, oh, no, that's not okay. Because I know yeah. how it feels after, too. It's, and it's horrible. That's what ain't nobody talk about. You, them tears, that was real shit. Now, the justification was some bullshit. But the tears was real shit. Because you feel yeah. bad and shamed. Yeah. <laughs> Very complex. So complex on many levels, too. You know, I brought up the issue of toxic masculinity mm, earlier. Which is what that is for sure. Absolutely. But also you know when I saw the because you know Will laughed at the joke at first like he he ha ha it was funny whatever but he looked over and he saw Hollywood laughed. Baby. He Hollywood laughed. He Hollywood laughed. Yeah but it wasn't that funny. Said, that, was, that's not, that wasn't even a funny here, joke. He Hollywood laughed though. He did But listen I don't thing. know I, listen, I I don't think that it hit him. Oh, it I think not. it didn't hit him until he looked at Jada and how pissed off, hurt, yes. whatever. Absolutely. And it hit him yes. because yes. it was like he looked at her and snapped. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I feel, and I'm going to speak for her as well, that I'm a strong woman and can handle my shit, there is something about your partner doing something, taking action. When somebody has like done anything to slight you, 
There yeah. is something very satisfying about your partner handling it. And I, it brought up a lot of feelings in me because now if I was her, I would have been appalled that he did that. Like, why, why did you take it that far? You could, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 but right. that said, I would have felt very satisfied that my partner, you know, he did that for yeah. me now. Yeah which brings up many questions. Did he do it for her? Did he do it for me? That's a whole other conversation. But it, it, so, you know, I mentioned toxic masculinity before and it made me check myself and realize like how complicit to a certain extent that I am, mm. you know, in this, you know, perpetuating this toxic, mm -hmm masculine energy mm -hmm. because there was something again very satisfying about this notion that my man is going to get up there and you know handle it mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. it's so counter to my what i preach and mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. beliefs mm -hmm. but i'm so complicit in perpetuating that type of energy and yeah. whatever yeah. No, it's yeah. complicated. I understand. I've, I've, I often used to refer to the work that I do around like putting on my cowl, right? Like, mm -hmm. like on some Batman shit. Like I was, all right, well, fuck it. I guess I'll be the bad guy. Here comes some bad news. I'm, I'm bringing the shit. Let's go. You yeah. Can, you had the same popularity contest. You ain't gonna like me. I got yeah. news, right? You know, but one of the I, I'll say one of the things that I really do appreciate about the self-reflection and the community reflection around it is that it has given me the opportunity to think about, okay, well, as ever, and this is not new news, just reinforcing an idea, right? If you take it to the extreme, the outcomes are not going to be what you're after. It's yeah. not it's not going your way. There's no good way for that to go. There isn't one. There's no good way. Once you crack that pinata open, it's open. We're done. It like there's you can't put yeah. that back. Right? Understanding then that even with the approach of teaching and talking about workplace justice and human rights in the workplace through the lens of understanding that we are in a white supremacist capitalist society and that your workplace is most likely perpetuating a system of white affirmative action. Mm -hmm. That there is a way to say that and to respond without showing up. As I said, like with that, with, with that Will Smith quills out, everybody like, what the, okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, they about to get them. Like, no, it's not a debate. These are just the things I'm saying. And we're going to move on. Very, very, very different energy, right? And and while I do appreciate and enjoy the moments in like Baldwinian life, where especially toward uh, the end in the 80s and what have you, 
Uncle James was just done and through with people and we get a little snippy. I again realizing that what I enjoyed and that was the familiarity of being just fed up and filled with the toxicity of being around these motherfuckers and it didn't have anything to do with yep that's how you do it it just made me it justified and reified my notion of fuck these motherfuckers I'm just gonna say it and that's very different than like building bridges and figuring out how to create the solidarity yeah um to actually transform the systems, right? Which means actually helping transform the people. Yeah. Which really just means giving them the opportunity to transform. And there's not much else you can do. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Because it means not getting to flash and flashing is fun, but it's not, it's, you know, it plays in time for different kinds of things. And that, and again, that kind of joke, here's the other part of it. That's, that's true for me. Quit fucking with black women. Just stop. stop. There was nothing happening that required the Jada, Jada Smith's name, yeah. or anybody's name in mouth for anything. Why? Yeah, right. Why? Because you're there. Oh, look, you're there. Hi, hey, you're bald. Hi. Right. She was an easy target for him. Well, black well, but why? And, and that's black the lady, why don't you yeah. have a joke about Meryl Streep? Why ain't you had a joke about about uh what that horrible actress name is? Nicole Kidman. Why don't you have a joke about that? Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, Nicole Kidman, your face looked like a howdy doody puppet with all them fills. Ha ha ha. What where's that joke? <laughs> right. Bruce Valanche hack joke. To me, that was you know, that was the other part. And I had said this before, but it's like, look, you know. The the only way that I could sort of deflect it for myself was just to say, you, you know, I fully support slapping the dog shit out of anybody telling hack jokes. Just if you tell a hack joke, if that's something I could hear on the street, you get slapped. That's lazy. Shame on you. And two, though, I think that all of what we've just been talking about highlights how very complex, layered in nuance this situation is because yeah. I've said a million times, well, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. It, it, there's a lot. So to read white people's hot yeah. takes <laughs> on the situation. <sighs> I stopped yeah. reading them. They, 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 it sounds ridiculous to me, but I mean, we, we should, I, we should discuss it, but I stopped reading them after a point. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Yeah. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. What what okay, so which are the ones that have put you over the top? Because there's so many. There's just a it's a cascade of whiteness. You know, we could be talking about the reactions of anybody. There are two or three, including another one that came to my mind that, that I didn't get to share with you about before we mm. started talking mm. that are in my brain. What, what's in your brain? Well, so a blog that I shared with you mm. that was written by one of our friends. Mm. And what I want to do, and I'm not going to necessarily get into it, it, This is a white woman, you know, who wrote this and. Mm. And I'm not going to get into her article and stuff because, frankly, she it was a very interesting uh, article. 
let me offer this. Let me offer this. We didn't. We 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 we, we could. You could even beep names if if we say it because we don't. I don't think we need to. Yeah, we no. can. I yeah. don't think, but I don't think we need to because it's not. And, and the only reason I say That's that not is it's point. not about dragging yeah. them. No, there are other people who do need dragged. This is not the person doesn't need drag. No, absolutely not. Some dissection. Yes. So what I want to do is I want to read a comment Mm. that was left on the blog that I think captures captures things perfectly. And the comment that was left is a comment that was made by a white woman. And I'm going to read it. She writes lots of white input here. May I suggest that it is more appropriate to discuss the joke? Wait a minute. Uh, may I suggest that it is more appropriate to discuss if the joke was ableist than to discuss whether Will's response was appropriate or not? Period. And that's just it. That's it, yeah. period. Because there is room to, again, there's so many layers to this. And if you, as the you know as a chronic illness disability advocate whatever you are if you want to point out how that looks or the ableism that existed in the joke and talking about the nuances and layers of that cool but leave will's name out your mouth yeah you know what i'm saying because his behavior (laughs) doesn't have anything to do with it she said leave will's name out your motherfucking mouth. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So we can talk because, again, there's so many layers to this. And if you feel that you're going to veer out of your lane and touch this topic, yeah, it's fine. Okay. But keep it on topic and just focus on the thing. Again, if we want to talk about the ableism that was, you know, existed and blah, 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 and all of that, because it's, yeah. that's a thing but again like let's not make judgments and talk about will smith his character like why you know what i'm saying that's the part of it is like all these runs to try to drag the character of this person yes which are the same things that that happened to trayvon when he was murdered right Mm -hmm. it's like as soon as y'all remember that the first Fresh Prince is actually from West Philadelphia. Like everybody, like wait, 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 no, 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 you but you've been famous since you're 14. It's like, well, it was 18, and that's 18 years of the hood. Like mm-hmm. shit snaps, you know. To uh, decide somehow for white America to be having this discussion. Meanwhile, we're not discussing Roman Polanski and whether or not those Oscars should go back. Uh, uh, Harvey Keitel, Harvey Weinstein has not Keitel. Harvey Weinstein has how many? Like eighty-eight right. Oscars or some shit. I, I'm like, mm, do we really want to? Do we really want to right. do this? Is this really what you all want to do? Because right. if we really want to talk about the history of how Hollywood has treated black people and blackness, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all don't want to touch that. Y'all don't want to touch that. Right. We're going to be talking about perfection in a very hot second. It's not it's not going to go your way. And so with that said, like it's almost as if this very public event, world event is what it was. It's a global it, event. 
They global no, famous. They beyond white famous. They global famous. Yep. And so with that said, it gave this license to white people to be yeah. able to go off. Yeah. And and go off they are. Yes. Listen, we ain't got to quote the friend. I'll say this, though, because this is the same take that came from Amy Schumer. It's the exact same motherfucking take. I, 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 I'm going to say this, too. I really had thought that maybe I had come to terms with my own Amy Schumer journey. Okay. I myself, there was not a point where the things that she was doing were making me laugh. I'm going to say that. Mm. I'm not saying she ever did any of the dumb shit that people accuse her of. Doesn't make sense because if she was stealing jokes, other comedians wouldn't be working with her. They still do. You're not even in the community. You're some jerk on the internet. Shut up. Right. So I, I'm not here for the misogyny of it. Okay. I want to be very, very clear about that. And I heard a fantastic interview with her about hosting the Oscars on uh, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne uh, just a, a day after uh oh no before 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 no after after the event after the event but it was recorded before uh so she had no response to it and it was just listening to her and listen you know and i heard the human i saw the human do you know what i mean not the caricature not the character mm -hmm. not not any of the stuff the actual person who's like eh, you know life is not gr always great it's been pretty hard and you know i'm like in an industry where like they come in they come in at me you know what I mean? Mm. All right. You know, you're doing your thing. You're working with Wanda. This, this might be cool. Her response to this in terms of, oh, it traumatized me so deeply and took me to the places of, if you are not the most white lady of all white ladies and took me right back to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to hear that from you. I don't want to hear from other comedians about, oh, well, we can't make anything anymore. Because, again, it's that Mitzi Shore school of comedy of like, yeah, beat up on the audience. You should make a third of them hate you and two thirds of them love you. Why does a third of these people have to hate you? Right. Why are you fostering hate in the room? What are you doing? That's not necessary. Because if a third of the people hate you, you know what they're building? Critical mass. And once critical mass is built, it's going to break. And when it breaks, you're going to get smacked in your mouth. Like, yeah. what? What, is it? Like, what, what, what are we doing, people? Yeah. And that's the cycle that, that keeps going on in my mind. It's like we have the opportunity as comics on stage to be teachers in the same way that we do when we're in the classroom for those of us who are in classrooms and mm -hmm. workshops and whatever it is that we are doing in addition to, because for my money, real comics have day jobs. I'm sorry. Whatever you're doing in addition to real opportunity to really have real discussions about real things. Mm -hmm. That's not a real discussion. Yeah, no, that no. wasn't a real discussion. That was just silly. And it was dumb. And it was mean and it was mean spirited and it was ableist and it was hack. Yeah. Yeah. And white people talking about it makes it worse. It does. I mean, Always. It, yeah. Yeah. They ruin everything. Seriously. They ruin, they ruin Tutti Fruity. Like, how, like, ew. Stop touching our things. Yeah. I mean, that's the 
call I, and then I do wonder, right? You, you dance with the devil, the devil changes your steps. You're not going to change the devil's steps. Right? And so yeah. what is what is the cost then of being globally famous? Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can find us online at myelinandmelanin.com as well as Instagram and Twitter at myelinmelanin. If you want to connect with Dana, me, directly, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at RetroSoul underscore underscore. And well, hey, I'm on the Instagram too. Uh, and if you want to connect with me, uh, go ahead and reach out. I'm at El Caballo Negrito. Uh, Caballo is C-A-B-A-A-O for the monolingual. Uh, and that would be important if you want to find me on Twitter, which is just El Caballo Negro. Uh, find me there. Uh, hey, catch up with us next time. We're going to keep raising the temp. <laughs>